1: The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. I would shout out businesses that are not requiring you to wear a mask, but I don't want to call down the wrath of Andrew Ginther on them. But I do appreciate you guys tweeting me and letting me know uh, what businesses are uh, freedom-friendly. This is The Bruce Wooley Show. You can reach at 844-TALK-989. Anthony Fauci asked about natural immunity on Friday night by Dr. Sanjay Gupta of CNN. And Fauci's like, ah, that's a really good question. Well, we'll have to research that, Sanjay. We'll have to sit down and have a conversation about that. A ridiculous comment for someone who portrays COVID as an imminent escalating, and diabolical threat. You'd think he'd be glad for any additional immunity that anyone could offer, even if Donald Trump could offer it, you think, Fauci would say. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Mr. President. Let's talk with Ed and Powell. Ed, you're on the Bruce Hooley Show. Bruce, uh, Dr.
0: Fauci, in his answer to um, Gupta, I think he said we haven't
1: discussed it yet. Haven't discussed I he it. Said, and I, translation is, we haven't put that through the spin cycle yet. We'll get back to you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's pretty hard. Uh what a day after? Joe Biden says if you work at a company with hundred employees, eighty million additional Americans, we're out of patience with you idiots. You gotta get vaccinated for his top doc on this case to go, Oh, what what? Natural immunity? Like, huh? I'm like, wow, we forgot that. You know, that must have fallen through the cracks. It's an incredible response from him uh ed have you had any problems work-wise job-wise health-wise masks you find have not
0: as masks i was in a i don't know if i'm allowed to say it i was in a saturday night uh went out to a grocery store in a big
1: box store i noticed more people wearing masks but some people didn't i didn't have a mask with me i did not take one and when i walked in the store nobody stopped me uh, i did my shopping i left Uh,
0: nobody seemed to care. So we'll see how long that lasts.
1: We'll see. Ed, thank you for your call. I appreciate it. And thank you for relating your experience. Yeah, I think it's uh, incumbent upon us as, uh, you know, good citizens, whether you're a Christian or not, but a good citizen, it's incumbent upon us to formulate a response to this. Okay. So, uh, A, you have to remember one thing. When you go out and if you are um, approached, I'm not going to say accosted or confronted, You may be accosted or confronted, but let's just say you're approached. "Eh, Sorry, we we require a mask. I think you can say, first of all, honesty, always the best policy. You can say, I'm sorry, I don't have a mask, which in my case, that would be 100% true. Well, it wouldn't be true that I'm sorry. I just say, I don't have a mask. Oh, I don't have a mask because I'm not sorry. So I wouldn't say I'm sorry. Oh, I don't have a mask. And then if they say, we have a mask we can provide you with, then at that point in time, I have the choice. I can either say, okay, thank you very much. Or I can say, no, thank you. I'll just go find a competitor and shop there. Which that that may seem like a snarky response, and it could be depending on how you say it. Oh, okay, thank you. I'm going to try the restaurant across the street and see if they have the same requirement you do. Not not. See if they have the same stupid requirement you do. See if they have the same virtue-signaling nonsense requirement that you do. Because, again, it's all nonsense, right? It's all nonsense. Biden comes out all alone, White House lawn, walks across it, mask on, nobody near him. He Comes over to reporters, 30 people gather around him. He starts shouting, helicopter blade. Got to be heard. Angry old Joe got away from the nurses again. Got to do something about that security at, you know, 1500 Pennsylvania Avenue Acres, takes his mask down, starts shouting, spewing his droplets, gets done, walks away, puts the mask up. Nobody near him. It's theater. It's virtue signaling. It's Again, I'm not debating whether it works or not, which I don't think it does. I don't think it makes any difference. There's ample amounts of research out there that it makes no difference. But His actions show you, Kevin Warren's actions and the Pac-12 commissioner's actions show you it's all appearance-related. All appearance-related. Now, I have not forgotten, nor I doubt have you, what it feels like to have a real leader in the White House. Someone who can, in the moment, capture the moment. This past weekend was the 20th anniversary of 9-11, and... I took some time Saturday morning to just turn on the network coverage of the anniversary of 9-11. In the course of that, I happened upon CBS's coverage. CBS showed people at Ground Zero reading the names of every victim of 9-11. It took well more than an hour to read them all. And this was a really nice touch. I know, it's CBS, shocking. They had photographs loaded and ready to display as each person's name was read. A couple of things struck me. Most of these people, most of them, the overwhelming majority of them were under 60 years of age. Under 60 years of age. 60 is the new 50. You got a lot of life left at 60. I was stunned. And I don't know why I w- should have been because, look, it's, it's, a, it's an office building. The towers are office buildings. So it makes sense that a ton of people in their 20s, 30s, and 40s were killed. But that was really, really impactful to me. A two-year-old, a two-year-old child was among the victims. Just, just reprehensible evil. And then last night, 60 Minutes, I watched the story on the FDNY. 343 firefighters, 343 firefighters lost their lives. And they knew, they knew going in those towers, they weren't coming out. And they walked right in. And Scott Pelly <clears throat> asked one of the commissioners, how many firefighters on this day refused the order to go into the towers? None. Not one. Not one. They knew this was their job. Okay, so Saturday, while the CBS thing was rolling, I was able to just time my few moments that I had to watch television. I DVR'd a lot of it, but I was able to catch President George W. Bush's remarks from Shanksville, Pennsylvania Live. Now, I've convinced, condensed these remarks. His speech went nine minutes. You can find it online if you want to uh, see the entire speech. And I would would actually recommend you do that. But I went through President Bush's speech and condensed it. Now, George Bush is not the greatest president in American history, not even close, but for what he had foisted upon him in the early days of his presidency, and for how he rose to the moment, the swagger, the uh, perfect summation of the events. I wanted to play a condensed version of his speech for you. And uh, if you'd like to reflect on it, 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. Here is a portion of what George Bush had to say on Saturday.
2: 20 years ago, we all found in different ways, in different places, but all at the same moment that our lives would be changed forever. The world was loud with carnage and sirens, and then quiet with missing voices that would never be heard again. These lives remain precious to our country, and infinitely precious to many of you. Today we remember your loss, we share your sorrow, and we honor the men and women you have loved so long and so well. For those too young to recall that clear September day, it is hard to describe the mix of feelings we experienced. There was horror at the scale of destruction and awe at the bravery and kindness that rose to meet it. There was shock at the audacity audacity of evil and gratitude for the heroism and decency that opposed it. In the sacrifice of the first responders, in the mutual aid of strangers, in the solidarity of grief and grace, the actions of an enemy revealed the spirit of a people. And we were proud of our wounded nation. We saw that Americans were vulnerable, but not fragile, that they possess a core of strength that survives the worst that life can bring. We learned that bravery is more common than we imagined emerging with sudden splendor in the face of death. We vividly felt how every hour with our loved ones was a temporary and holy gift. And we found that even the longest days end. As a nation, our adjustments have been profound. Many Americans struggled to understand why an enemy would hate us with such zeal. The security measures incorporated into our lives are both sources of comfort and reminders of our vulnerability. And we have seen growing evidence that the dangers to our country can come not only across borders, but from violence that gathers within. There is little cultural overlap between violent extremists abroad and violent extremists at home. But in their disdainful pluralism, in their disregard for human life, in their determination to defile national symbols. They are children of the same foul spirit, and it is our continuing duty to confront them. Let me speak directly to veterans and people in uniform. The cause you pursued at the call of duty is the noblest America has to offer. You have shielded your fellow citizens from danger. You have defended the beliefs of your country and advance the rights of the downtrodden. You have been the face of hope and mercy in dark places. You have been a force for good in the world. Nothing that has followed, nothing, can tarnish your honor or diminish your accomplishments. To you and to the honored dead, our country is forever grateful.
1: That is a portion of uh, President Bush's comments on Saturday. Uh, There will be more later on in the show because I think he perfectly summarized what a lot of us felt then and feel now. Uh, One Central Ohio high school today is not in session uh, because of a bomb threat. Another had a bomb threat and is in session. We'll give you the details next on The Bruce Willis Show. I would imagine there are going to be some charges filed against some random wacko from the West Coast. Uh, No, not Gavin Newsom. At least I don't think. Uh, He's not been implicated. (laughs) I'm joking. Uh, But a guy on the West Coast appears to be behind what uh, law enforcement officials are saying are non-credible bomb threats that originated on Sunday and then again today Uh, that have resulted in the closure of Canal, Winchester, and Violet Township school districts. So They got these bomb threats yesterday. A Walmart in the area got them. Pickerington North High School got them. Uh, Pick North did the requisite checks and and opened today. Uh, Canal Winchester chose to stay closed today. They received a bomb threat 7 a.m., the middle school received one seven ten a.m., just to make sure everybody's safe. They decided to close everything. That's the word from Fairfield County Sheriff, though, says everything is fine. Don't worry. Um, so, uh, kudos to law enforcement for uh, setting everybody's mind at ease. But, yeah, this is just this is nuts. They pinned it down to a guy on the West Coast on Sunday. Now, as for our weekend in central Ohio, um, we're not Chicago But uh, we're not as safe as we used to be. Just an array of headlines that indicate how dangerous our city has become. But Andrew Ginther is focused on whether or not you're wearing a mask indoors. Uh, Guy injured Sunday night shooting on the city's north side, 1300 block of Sharon Green Drive. Number of shots fired. 27-year-old victim, gunshot wounds to the left shoulder, and neck. He lived. Good. Lucky him. A uh, man riding a bike. Shot in the knee by someone in an SUV on Sunday morning. Okay, I'll say it. Wouldn't have happened if you'd have been in church, but you still don't deserve to get shot for riding a bike on a Sunday morning. Uh, This kind of stuff, this does not help the city in any way, okay? Your new business looking to locate to Central Ohio, the escalating murder numbers? Mm Mm-mm. Not good. Another report from Columbus Police. Nobody injured, but multiple shots fired in the short north at a guy who pulled out his gun while defending his brother. Don't blame him because his brother got jumped by a group of young guys. Tried to help his brother break up the fight. One of the suspects pulled out a gun. So, oh, surprise, you're not the only one with a gun in this little scrap. Guy with the CCW pulls out his weapon and fires. Now, the attacker fired multiple shots, and he's like the Barney Fife of the outfit because he didn't hit anybody. Thankfully, he didn't hit anybody. So, this kind of thing is going on more and more and more in our city. Murder rate is outrageous. And again, where's our mayor focused? Hmm. Well, he's a typical Democrat. He, like the president, who has rampant inflation, a southern border where anybody can walk in, bring COVID with them. Be a terrorist from a foreign country. By the way, you just are not in a world where logic rules. If you think that terrorist networks from around the world aren't looking at our southern border going, hmm, you mean all we have to do to get into America is pay some Mexican drug cartel like X number of dollars? to get our people across the Rio Grande and into America. They won't test them. They won't hunt them down if they don't report for their immigration hearing, if they even get caught. 9-11 occurred because in eight years of a Bill Clinton administration, uh, we were lax in our security investigating, hmm, I wonder why all these guys from the Middle East are coming over here learning how to, dr- uh, learning how to fly commercial airliners. That seems a little suspicious. And now we have Joe Biden, who either by just, just making the U.S. military future terrorists' own personal airline, getting them out of Afghanistan into America without vetting them. Because remember who was in charge of who got into the Kabul airport. Uh, Was that us? No, that was the Taliban. And they sent so many people were rushing to get out of that hellhole of a country. And Biden was taking damage on his poll numbers every single day. You know the order went out from the White House. I keep waiting for somebody to prove it. Okay, stop vetting. Just get them out. Get them all out. No, it's a bad look for us to have them clinging to the side of a C-17 falling from the sky. Just let them all in. We'll worry about it later. You know that was the response. Would you wager your retirement account, your personal one-week paycheck, even $5 that Al-Qaeda, the Haqqani network, or the Taliban itself sent people through security into Kabul, claiming, oh, I'm so persecuted by the Taliban. Please, please fly me to America. Apple pie, Chevrolet. We love America. Yeah, sure we do. We love to blow it up. There will be a day of reckoning for this incompetence at our southern border and in Afghanistan. What is our president working on? Well, he's flying through California to campaign for Gavin Newsom, Governor Hairgel. And Andrew Ginther, while people are shooting guys riding bikes on a Sunday morning in Columbus, is telling you to wear a mask